Now broadcasting live via Ustream or downloaded directly to your mobile device. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagdon Boardcast. Oh my goodness, that is crazy. Why are we friends with Paul? <laughs> Uh, I'm glad I didn't get to your mom watching here. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Not wearing a mariachi suit. I don't know. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bag and Borecast, episode number 87. I'm Chris. I'm John. I'm Paul. This week, we're looking at all the books coming out in September from DC Comics. Wow. But that's not it. No. Because what else do we do besides brackets and drafts? Well, drafts. Well, drafts, pretty much. <laughs> and we talk about movies normally in our movie picks, but we're we're uh, focused on this draft. This is a big deal. This, this is huge. We're looking at all 52 books coming out in September from DC Comics. And to do that, we're having our friend from Red Phone Zone, Mr. Aaron, joining us. Hello. But as in all things, we always have to start off with a little bit of drinking. And this, this week, because we're going hard taking a look at the uh, September books from D.C., we're going hard and we're once again drinking Tilt, the official malt beverage of the Bag and Boardcast. Oh. And when I say official, I just mean we buy it every couple weeks. <laughs> well, we're not, you buy it. We're, yeah, I buy it. We're not sponsored or anything. No. Just do it because it's awesome. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, it is. Um, right now we're drinking green. <laughs> Man, I uh, didn't think Green Lantern was that great of a movie, and I don't think green is that great of a flavor. Well, I do think Green Lantern was a good movie, but I do agree with the flavor here of green, because it's not very green tasting. I think it's pretty extreme myself. It makes me want to staple my nuts to a mountaintop. <laughs> it's pretty extreme. <laughs> Tilt just makes me want to say weird shit, so I'm sorry for all of this episode, everybody. Uh, we got a lot to do today. Let's get right into it. So here's the uh, draft schedule. We gave it out last night to give time for people to prepare. I'm not sure if everybody's aware of the draft schedule. So Aaron, listen up. I told Aaron this afternoon. Okay. He's number three. So Johnny will say, I'm on the goddamn show and I'm not aware of it. (laughs) So John will go first. Chris will pick second. Aaron will go third. I will go fourth. And you'll hear us, and I'll be count, uh, throwing it out there. All right, Paul, I'm, I'm counting on you to let everyone you remind, know when it's their time. You reminded the math teacher about the pop quizzes, didn't you, Paul? <laughs> uh, yes, I did. But, John, um, you're up first. Why don't so, you get us started? I'm up first. We're trying to have a count at the end of who's going to have the, the highest grossing picks, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I, that was actually going to be one of those things I followed. Is, um, but to keep track, when September's sales figures come out, who actually had the best-selling team of books? Yes. So this is something that I'm going to be following. So, um, um, a lot of number ones that are going to be big on this list, and um, all in all, and I'm going to go with Aquaman number one. So with my picks, I picked one that I thought was going to be a big one that I am interested in reading, because um, a lot of the other books I have are more smaller ones, because we were talking about these are the books that you'd want to pick up and read. And Aquaman is uh, the one of the top tier of this coming out of uh was the brightest day brightest day thank you and also being a big part of uh flashpoint so aquaman number one jeff johns in uh ivan rice excited excited i'm highlighted right there on the screen <laughs> yes i i highlighted it for you um yeah this is a book that i've been promising i did not know that this was going to be a relaunch book yeah it's a pretty solid pick uh chris you're up i'm up next um 
when you're coming out with a relaunch, entire DC universe, you want to go big, you want to go bold. What's bigger and bolder than getting all of your top tier characters in one book? I'm going Justice League number one, written by Jeff Johns, the master behind the current DC universe, art by the one and only, I'm going to use the comic book legend, Jim Lee. Um, this book is going to be absolutely insane. Uh, I don't know if Jim Lee's going to be able to keep to a monthly schedule, just with everything else he does, but this book will sell like gangbusters. The last time that he was on a monthly book was All-Star Batman and Robin, and honestly, it was, um... The writer that was getting most of the uh, flat for it being late. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. We got to talk a little bit more about Justice League because, honestly, who's, the, who's on the cover? You, you are getting the big characters. You're getting Batman. You're getting Superman. You're getting Wonder Woman. You're getting Flash. You're getting Green Lantern. You're also getting Cyborg, who, after Flashpoint, is supposed to be the character to watch mm -hmm. in the DC Universe. You're also Green Arrow's on there, I believe. I don't know who else is uh, on there, but I do know that this is actually taking place in the past as if it's the Justice League's first adventure, Adventures as the Justice League. So this is a book kind of out of time, where the rest of the DC Universe is happening like in the now DCNU, and Justice League is kind of like the past adventures, hmm. with shadows of what will be coming in the future for the whole series. Uh, so I think it's kind of an interesting take, and it gives Jeff Johns a to do what he does best, which is those secret origins or the secret file issues where he kind of retweaks the DC universe's continuity. And that's going to be him setting everything else up, kind right. of, like almost playing the mastermind. It's exactly him. It actually is him being the mastermind, <laughs> yeah. Aaron, uh, anybody else have anything to say about Justice League? When uh, we did the summer movie blockbuster, bracket buster, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> We're not uh, sure what the title is either. So it's okay. Oh, okay, well, that thing. Uh, John John said something about how he doesn't really know how the hell this shit's going to go down, and he's just going to pick what he would like to see. And I'm going to do the same thing with this, because I don't know what the fuck sells in comic books. I couldn't tell you what the best-selling comic book this year, this month, this week. I don't have a clue. So I just kind of read them over, and I just looked at what I thought sounded interesting to me. Uh, I'm just going to go with... Uh, Batwing number one by Jug of Winnick. Um, wow. Who the hell's the black character? Is what I want to know. And do you, uh, I don't know. I love Batman, and I just like to see like any more that we can add to that story. I believe he was introduced in the pages of Batman Incorporated. I think it was issue six. Writers or listeners, please uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I have been reading Batman Incorporated. I just don't remember which issue. And he is I, going to be the guardian for Africa. He's the Batman of Africa. Actually, this is a pretty good pick because when this title was announced, it actually did get some major press. Um, the New York Times did an article about it, how there is a Batman book coming out starring a black Batman, which for black someone Batman. that doesn't follow anything like comic book related, you'd see them be like, what, black Batman? So I think this is going to get a lot of big word of mouth and people just going to check it out. It is unfortunate that. that it didn't get the press when it when the character was first shown in the pages of a monthly book, it takes a number one for the press to be, you know, intrigued by it. Kind of the same thing with uh, the Captain America series, Truth, you know. Which was really good. Which got mainstream coverage because it was a bl about the black Captain America. So I think it's kind of similar. Definitely. And John Winnick, he writes a Bat Family. 
Judd Winnick is a good writer when you want something controversial done, too. Mm-hmm. Look at Green Arrow and HIV positive. Look at uh, Green Lantern when Kyle Rayner's friend Terry had a hate crime committed against him because mm-hmm. he was gay. Judd he, Winnick. <laughs> he does come in there. I think it's all because of Puck from the real world. Oh, Puck. What? Judd what? Winnick was on the real world with... Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Judd, Judd, like, he was on The Real World. Like, one of his first, like, published works was, like, the story about him and his friend Pedro, who was on The Real World, who passed away from AIDS due to AIDS. I, I never watched The Real World. I did not know this. Hey, you learn something new every day. Every day. Every day. And, uh, I'm willing to have Grant Morrison teach me something new about Superman. So, Action Comics, number one. Uh, could I get a better team on... A Superman book right now. I love Grant Morrison. Rex Morales hopefully will stay away from what he did uh, from Identity or yeah, Identity Crisis, yep. correct? Where he was casting and basically drawing characters as actors, like uh, Dick Van Dyke was elongated man, stuff like that. He said that he probably won't do that again because the characters are themselves standalone. That cover shot looks amazing. Uh, yeah, it's cover shot guy like work boots, patched up jeans, t-shirt, mm-hmm. and like a really small cape. Yeah. yeah, it is Superman working on the farm. Issue number one. It's going to reinvent the Superman series. Grant Morrison has some crazy ideas. I know he's had uh, interviews on other websites talking about what he wants to do with Superman. I know he had a pitch in there before uh, with the Superman relaunches in the past. So I'm all star Superman. You know, my my favorite my favorite Superman story of all time is all star Superman. Um, and not I mean, you just look what he's done with the Batman. Mm-hmm. Is he he knows like the history of those characters, and he oh, yeah. goes back and he and he uses it with current day stories. And I'm actually I had to cross this off of my list of my picks because yeah, I'm looking forward to Action Comics number one as well. Yeah, it's I can't believe that I made it past. Or three different picks. Yeah, it's gonna be my number two. Um, you know, it's definitely hard. I thought there would be more things taken, um, but I am going to stick with the Trinity characters, and I'm going to have to go with a rising star over at DC. He's been writing uh, the Vertigo books, uh, American Vampire. I think he's going to really make a big name for himself uh, here on Batman. He's been writing Detective Comics. He brought back uh, the son of James Gordon. Nobody noticed because it was on Detective and everybody was buying the regular Batman book instead. I, I haven't bought Detective Comics exactly. since the Batwoman stuff ended, honestly. So, honestly, the DCNU uh, idea is to switch the writing the writing staff for Batman and DC Universe. They just take a flip-flop. So we're getting Scott Snyder doing on Batman instead of DC uh, Detective Comics and art being done by Greg Capol- Capolo. And I'm excited to see... Uh, the number one. I've heard a lot of great things about his detective run, and uh, I think Batman is the best book being written by DC. Um, I've been buying the core Batman book for years. I'm looking forward to this shakeup. Uh, I haven't read American Vampire yet. I've heard really good things about it. I have the first trade coming to me whenever it prints, but um, mm-hmm. I, I'm on board for this one. I like seeing new writers on books that I buy, especially when they have a lot of acclaim behind them. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm right there with you, Paul. I'm kind of Upset you got this one before I did. Well, he did as both of us. Mm-hmm. I did, but you did take Justice League. 
Oh, it's and gonna be. What was it? What did you pick? Uh, he, Paul picked Batman number one. Batman. Oh, yep. Aaron, it's up to you now, sir. Uh, and my number one. I mean, I guess you kind of upset me, but I I went for the I went for the Nightwing instead. So, um, I'm just gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with my heart, and I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the character, not with the personality. I'm gonna go for Nightwing number one. Wow. I. I I, Taking I two love, wings love, in a row. What? Taking two wings in a row. Sorry, man. I I, 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 I love Nightwing, and I love Dick Grayson, and anything I can do to get more, mm-hmm. good by me. So uh, I don't know that it's going to be that particularly financially successful, but I don't care so long as the story's good. It's being written by Kyle Higgins, who's currently doing Gates of Gotham. And I mean, I think it's going to be big because you're going to you're going to see Dick Grayson stepping out of the Batman mantle back into his own, and that cover shot with the costume, the you know, renegade the, costume, the, the red and black, and then uh, he's got the, um, the oh spikes. the scallops the scallops on the side. You know, he's he's he looks like he's uh, he's ready to kick some ass. Yeah, this is definitely a book I'm looking forward to. I've always been a big Batman fan, mm-hmm. but a bigger fan of Batman's supporting cast. And Nightwing's always been one of those top-tier characters. As much as he, I like seeing him graduate into the Batman role, yeah. I hated losing that Nightwing book. So I'm glad to be uh, adding that back to my poll list. So, Aaron, I have to say, good call on that one, sir. Thank you. Chris, it's to you, sir. So going, going back to me... Um, I just expressed my love for the Batman supporting family. Um, I can't talk about that without mentioning Tim Drake, now known as Red Robin, who unfortunately does not have a book, mm-hmm. which means I'm once again going to be picking up Teen Titans, number one, which is going to be the only place you can see Tim Drake. Looking forward to this book, written by Scott Lodell, who's most likely known for his other team books that he's worked on, like X-Men and Alpha Flight. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows Team Dynamics... I'm, I'm glad it's going back to kind of that core team. You've got Tim Drake. You've got Cassie Sandsmart. You've got Bart Allen back as Kid Flash. Do we know it's Cassie? It is Cassie. Okay. Um, then you've got Connor back as Superboy. Plus you're getting a couple new characters in there as well. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. The new Tim Drake Red Robin costume has gotten a lot of flack with like the feathered cape. Mm-hmm. I like it. I feel like it's a good progression from the Red Robin costume that he had, which looked just like a knockoff of Dr. Midnight's. Yeah. And it's kind of now his own. Which they did make jokes about in the Red Robin book. Which I thought was hysterical. Yeah, you know, what did I like crying? But I think this is... I'm sorry, John, if you no, were going to say go, go for it. I can this, go ahead. This lineup seems like the biggest character changes of all of them, with Cassie uh, Wonder Girl being a petty thief, or something like that, the solicitation for it. It seems like they're really changing up these characters. When they announced everything for the relaunch, this is the one book that was really like, oh man, I'm going to have to start buying Teen Titans again, because it's been maybe like a year and a half, two years since I've, I've purchased it. And it always used to be one of my go-to books. Uh, it's being written by Scott Lobdell. Lobe- Scott Lobdell. And uh, Brett Booth is doing the art. Um, the one it thing- might be the... But uh, getting back on this, one of the things I didn't like seeing about the the reboot was losing the Red Robin book. Because Tim Drake, I think, is yeah. a big enough character that he can carry his own book. He's done it for years. And like you said, I, I love like with, when his Robin character had that feathered cape. There like, is no it, Robin book. Yeah. But, uh, but, but what Chris was saying was that like it's a great look. 
he's a little more back to his roots with that without lo- was losing the cowl, just having the mask. It it I, just uh, initial reaction to me is 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 another kind of like step back where he's jumping back in mantle to being more of a kid versus he was really growing up into that adult kind of a character. Um, but yeah, definitely I would pick it up just for the Tim Drake stuff because I love the Red Robin and some of the Robin stuff that I read of his. They're doing a lot of that with a lot of the like college-age characters. They're bringing them back to high school. And we'll probably talk about those more when we talk about those books. When we read those books and yeah. know what exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, Your pick is... It has been picked, and I mean, we, we're we going for gold. We're trying to win here, and I think uh, one of the big books that's going to come out of this is going to be Batgirl, with uh, Barbara Gordon coming back as Batgirl. I think it's going to be up there as one of the bigger books of September. Uh, Gal Simone writing and Adrian Soff? Siff. Siff. Um... I'm against her coming back as Batgirl, but I do want to pick it up and what she's going to do with it. I don't know. It, it, I'm a big fan of the Stephanie Brown Batgirl. I've made my love of this character known so much on the podcast. I don't feel like I need to say that I'm really not looking forward to the Barbara Gordon stuff. I feel like it's a step back for the character, mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon. from The lots of Oracle is just... I don't like it. I don't like the loss of Oracle. I don't think we lost Oracle. It's going to be Wendy. Yeah, They've but they've been s- building it up. Yeah, they set up this other character. Yeah, you're not yeah. losing the character Oracle, but you're losing Barbara yeah. Gordon as Oracle, mm-hmm. and that's that's yeah. my biggest thing that, yeah. that I think. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're all in it. agreement. I just don't want to make it seem like the DC and the DCNU is not going to have the Oracle. It's not going to have an character man- or the character. Yeah, the mantle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you you say Oracle, you go Barbara Gordon. You know, it's like Batman, Bruce Wayne, Superman, Clark Kent. We do that because we read the books. Yeah. Now that DC Universe is now under the DC Entertainment ban- banner, you ask anybody, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl. I don't even, I think you say yeah. Barbara Gordon, they're going to go Commissioner Oop. Gordon's da- daughter. Right. You know, they're not going to know that she was ever a Batgirl. Unless yeah. they go, oh, that was in the, the Batman yeah. Oh, yeah, TV yeah. show. Yeah, the Batman Craig. parody. Batman Triple X parody, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sad to be Especially, losing Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Right. Like I, I loved her in that role. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of comes more from like after everything that happened to her, <laughs> she's still there, like fighting crime in her own way, and it's in a bigger way. Like mm-hmm. she was there for everyone in the DC universe. Birds of Prey had a <coughs> storyline marketed as the death of Oracle. No real big internet press about it. Did not sell, and yet we're all, all upset that we're losing Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Yet when they were kind of marketing a story, telling us that it was going to happen, nobody read it. So I, I, don't I didn't know. hear about it till just now. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Like maybe maybe it's the fault of DC not promoting it as much as it should have, as they should have. But honestly, if they promoted Death of the Oracle and it didn't really happen, yeah. But then again. You know. The only thing is, though, is it happened in Bird and Prey. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, and that's what caused it, because if it was a Death of Oracle miniseries, right. I more likely would have bought it, but I have never really bought a Birds of Prey book. I bought the, a couple of the trades. Mm-hmm. Did you pick up it. Oracle of the Cure? Yes, I did. Okay, just making sure you cover no. your bases there, Oh, Sarah. Oh, no, I... I Where they looked like they might be curing Oracle from around the paralysis. No, I, I definitely picked that up, but... um. And we could see that in this new... Batgirl book where she's being cured of paralysis that she did spend time as Oracle. We don't know yet. Yeah. And they kind of 
Gelsimon has come out kind of both ways. Is that fair to say about Gelsimon? Um, I feel like that's definitely the, probably the best way to say it. Uh, that, you know, she probably did spend time as Oracle, and something has happened where she's now Batgirl again. She is now Batgirl again, not never being Oracle, but she did spend Um, do we see, I, I, I don't even remember what I read in the, the little, mm-hmm. uh, Killing joke did about. happen. Killing joke did happen, but... They're saying that. Is this maybe flashbacks of her as Batgirl, like they did, like you're saying with mm-hmm. Justice League? Like maybe it's going back in time yeah, that's to where, her as being Batgirl and new stories about that? That's where Gail Simone, I think, has... I might be misinterpreting misinterpreting her interviews. It could be written... I, I've been reading it kind of that way, but also that, no, she's been cured and she's not back, or these are stories from before, but all I do know... As a definite, it's Killing Joke is one of those stories that still matter. It's not, Killing Joke has not been written off from the DC universe. The story, by the way, if you're not familiar, is where uh, Barbara Gordon becomes paralyzed. And if you haven't read it, you should pick it up. It's in, uh... So we're going to Aaron now for his pick, right? Uh, we are going to Aaron. Aaron? Uh, I, I guess, uh, my next one is not going to win me any points in the game, but I still want to see it. Um, I'm going to pick Swamp Thing number one. I just want to see how the events of Brad Day, if at all, mm-hmm. lead into this. I think it I think it could be cool. Or it could suck. I don't know. But I'd, I'd be interested to read a couple of those at the very least. Uh, I definitely have this on my list. Um, definitely something that you want to see where it's all going to go. Swamp Thing back in the world, back with uh, Alec Holland. Definitely a good choice. It's up there for one of my top five picks. Because it's uh, it's definitely something that's worthwhile in seeing. I, I think this is going to be pretty big because people have been asking for years to have Swamp Thing back in the DC universe because that's how the character was introduced, and so you're actually going to be getting this like cross melding of both the DC and the Vertigo universe, which I again. think is the biggest story of the which is the relaunch exactly like the relaunch. This is making it happen. Like DC said, nope, they're two separate things. It's not going to happen. And here we are now, like, four years later, after, like, yeah. all the conventions we've been to where they said, no, it's not happening, sorry. Th- th- it's happening. Right. Who's uh, up next? That would be me. I am going to pick... The Trinity isn't being t- taken so far. Uh, I have Superman in action. I have Batman in Batman. Uh, Brian Azzarello is going to be writing Wonder Woman. I'm going to take Wonder Woman. I've been enjoying the series. Cliff Chang on art. I think that's going to be huge for me. That cover looks amazing. And they're finally getting Wonder Woman to the place that I want Wonder Woman. She is battling demons here on Earth. That's who she is. She's an Amazon. She's a Greek mythological character that is thrown in here, and she will kill some shit. Unlike, you know, Superman and Batman, who are like, ah, I'm not going to cross mind. Um, if there's ever any other writer that would interest me in reading a Wonder Woman book, um, the first being Greg, uh, Greg Rucka, Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. now Brian Ezriello, I'm like, yeah, these are these are guys who I would like to see what they would do with this character. Mm-hmm. Um, both probably have different takes on them, but ultimately, I think they're they're very interesting writers that can take her to a place that will sell books. Brian Ezriello, very well known for his more street level take on darkness and crime. It's going to be really interesting to see where he goes, kind of with that swords and sorcery fantasy type mm-hmm. stuff. And Cliff Chang was one of my Honorable mentions, like, he's a great artist. He's just got a beautiful style. So him on Wonder Woman's great. 
And the fact that they're sticking with that Odyssey costume, mm-hmm. like, after all the hullabaloo about that, like, that's... That was Fox News hullabaloo. No, that... Around the comic book, you know, atmosphere, that was huge, too, though. Like, people like the skirt. You know what? I don't mind. It's been a year. It's been a year, and I've been reading Wonder Woman for a year. Which is more than I can say for Gail Simone from... Oh, I just want You just went. You just picked John, Wonder Woman. You are going now. Let's see. I, I think I'm going to go with something that um, I said I'd pick buy it in the um, Flashpoint, and I want to get the number one, and that's Deathstroke. Kyle uh, Higgins and Joe Bennett. I've always been a fan of Deathstroke, even more so when he popped up in uh, Identity Crisis. I'd like to see where he'd go to more of a hardcore, mercenary-style person, and um, how they're placing the book is people have forgot how tough he is, and this is him showing them. So uh, definitely want to check this one out. It's Kyle Higgins writing, which is Gates of the Gotham again. Mm-hmm. I just wish um, they could get back the guy that wrote Last Will and Testament, Brad Metzler. Off the dis- crappy Discovery television show to come back and write some comic books. Yeah, uh, because the, like I, I mean, yeah. you're saying Last Will and Testament, also um, Identity Crisis. crisis. Yeah. The greatest moments of uh, Deathstroke for me. Like, yeah. those are the things that go, yeah, this guy's awesome. I want him done great. Because mm-hmm. what's great, what's, what, what happens with him is, like, people go, wow, what a great character. Then everybody wants to use him, mm-hmm. and then everybody uses him poorly. Yeah. My biggest disappointment here uh, in the DC relaunch is that they didn't go out and get more new writers. Or man, I was so I'm like, okay, they got to bring Brad Metzler back. He just finished a book. This is normally the time in between uh, his actual full length novels that he comes in and writes some comics. Man, I was expecting to see him on one of these. It, books. it does. I mean, like when I when I was writing down my list, it did seem like oh, it's all it's yeah, a it's, lot of the same guys. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're all great writers, but. I mean, certain characters need certain mm-hmm. writers, and you go, this guy has got grit. We need him for this. Mm-hmm. Boom, hey, we'll pay you the money. Come here and do this for us. So we're going to Chris now? Uh, we are going with Chris. All right. Um, it hasn't been taken yet. I need to snatch this up. It's always been one of my go-to books, one of my all-time favorite superheroes, all-time favorite characters. I'm going Green Lantern, The New Guardians. What? Yep. By uh, Tony Bedard and Tyler Kirkham. Um, Tyler Kirkham has been doing Green Lantern Corps for the past couple issues. Um, Tony Bedard has kind of jumped all around. Um, but I really just loved him from his work on the Cross End book, uh, Route 666. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's kind of one of those writers that whenever he's doing a book, I take note. Green Lantern, New Guardians, it is Kyle Rayner's book. And then he's got the whole Rainbow Coalition behind him. He's got you know representatives from every other corps. I know, Paul, you're not a big fan of all the different colored mm-hmm. cores, but this is going to be, I feel, that book that you pick up to get those different colors and characters fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a good choice. <coughs> um, I'd love to see the different colored lanterns in the Green Lantern book, now that you got a book to tie them all together. And I like to see Kyle having his own book. And what I'm really looking forward to is the fact that it's not all those main lanterns. It's not Cara Ferris. Mm-hmm. It's not Sinestro. It's, it's Arkillo. You know, yeah. but Saint Walker is the main Blue Lantern. He, like, he, he yeah, is. but you're never going to see a Blue Lantern book, right? Um, Chris, I don't know where you're going because you're up again. Oh, I'm up again. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to corner the market since I've got the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit, where do I go with this one? Representing the Green Lantern Corps again, 
Not, but not the core. I'm just going with the main book. I'm going with Green Lantern. This is what I'm surprised. You picked New Guardians before the main book. Kyle Rayner's my favorite Green Lantern. Okay. But True. Jeff Johns is one of my favorite writers. So if I can get those two books back to back, I'm going to go with uh, Jeff Johns and Doug Mankey's Green Lantern. It's a new number one, but it's not completely changing. We're still picking up after the War of the Green Lanterns. Everything's continuing on. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things I'm really happy about this relaunch. It's not a reboot. I'm not, you know, getting the first issue with someone new getting the ring, learning the ways. Like, I'm picking up right where I left off. It just happens to have a different number on the front cover. And uh, it's still Hal Jordan? Still Hal Jordan. Yeah. And uh, if anyone writes Hal Jordan the best, it's Jeff Johns. If anyone was going to pick a Green Lantern book, I knew it was going to be you. I, uh, I actually left them off my list. So we're losing, you know, we lost a while ago the little vignettes out of the back of the books of these interesting little characters. A book that is just focusing on fun stories about these characters with the DC Universe Presents. Um, the first one focusing on Dead Man and, uh, uh, by Paul Jenkins and uh, Bernard Chang. And, and every few issues it's going to be about a different character out of the DCU. And I think this is where you're going to find those characters like the question having a little run or, or, or these other interesting characters that don't get the play that you do want to see in books. And I'm actually really looking forward to this. The one about uh, Dead Man is all the people that he's saved or helped, somebody's going out and killing them after he's helped them. Huh. So you have this interesting story. Uh, I think the it's, supposed to, it's going to be five issues yes. for the Dead Man. Not only do I want to see what happens with Dead Man, but I want to see what the next character in the DC Universe Presents is going to be. I'm so happy they're doing this book because all those characters that aren't a part of this relaunch, this is where you're going to see mm -hmm. them, I think. And that's great because, yeah, you know what? This one, you're going to have Dead Man. Next one, who knows who it's going to be? Yeah. You know, it could be Clary and the Witch Boy, like, for two issues. I'm skipping that. No, but you know what? <laughs> but that's a good thing because, yeah, Paul, you know what? You can skip those two. Yeah. Because then, hey, right after that, you're going to have someone else completely different. And that's what's really cool about this book. I always ask for an anthology, and this was going to be my next pick. But I'm going to go with a book that I'm, I think everybody's been excited for. They keep on pumping it. Here it's coming. Uh, the lesbian character at VCU. It's going to be Batwoman. It's going to be written by Greg Rucka. Oh, Greg Rucka left DC. Don't worry, J.H. Williams is going to cover this. Honestly, J.H. Williams doing the third, uh, doing the art alone is reason enough to pay for this book. We were saying how he was putting on a clinic for how comic books need to be drawn. The same story that was plotted out with Greg Rucka all those ages ago. So I'm finally getting it again now. Greg Rucka, J.H. Williams, co-collaborators and co-creators on the new Batwoman. So if there's anyone besides... Greg Rucka, who should be doing this book. I feel like it is J.H. Williams III. His art is amazing. Like, we gushed on and on and on about it Like when we were back reviewing Detective Comics. A beautiful book. Don't know if it's one I'm going to be buying, though. I, I, I really don't well, know. Well, you don't need to buy it. I will be buying I, it. I, I will flip through those copies. Okay. Aaron, it is your pick, sir. You're on the clock. I'm going to go with one that's uh, going to show my my comic book reader inexpertise uh, because, like, uh, there's a lot of books out there that's really hard for people that don't read books to jump on at because it's really intimidating to jump on at a book if it's, you know, 700-some-odd issues in. Uh, and so I'm just going to go with one that I always like whenever I read it, but it's just kind of hard for me to grab every month because 
you never know what you're going to get. I'm going to go with Detective Comics number one. Yeah, Detective Comics really does seem kind of like, not just Batman book, but that DC book that you can pick it up like for two months, and then a month after that you're going to have a completely different story. Right. John, tell us a story. Tell us what topic you're picking. Uh, all right, my next, let's see, let me look at my list here. You know what? We're talking Batman. I'm going to do Batman, Robin, Peter Tomasi, wow. Patrick Gleason. I'm a huge fan of Peter Tomasi from what he's done with uh, Green Lantern Corps. He's one of those guys that I will always check out what they're doing. And, all right, Batman and Robin, Bruce Wayne and his son. His son's a dick. <laughs> yeah. Batman, also a dick. How are these guys going to get along? How are they going to work this out? Honestly, if Batman and Robin hadn't been picked, the creative team alone made me kind of interested. Um, I really do enjoy Pete Tomasi, uh, Patrick Leeson on our, like, I own a page of his Green Lantern core work. You're finally going to get to see Batman Bruce Wayne working alongside Damien, and I just think that's going to be such a great mashup, because all the Damien we've seen has been right alongside Dick Grayson, which has been a great, just like, juxtaposition yeah. of characters, but I want to see Dad laying down the law, because Damien has just been so standoffish with everyone it doesn't matter if you're Batman. How is he going to react to his father telling him what to do now? I think you said Aaron's up next. No, you're... Oh, I'm up next? Yeah, we're... we're Sorry, Aaron. We're back, we're back to the original. I jumped the that gun. Original round one. Oh, I'm back. Do, do I follow my heart, or do I go for a book that I just want to get so nobody else gets it? You know, I, I'm, I'm going to go for a book that I'm, I'm really just looking forward to. Uh, I'm taking a page out of Aaron's book on this one. Um, when Outsiders came out, it was one of my favorite books. This isn't an outsider's book, but it has that feel to it. It's Red Hood and the Outlaws, written, again, by Scott Lodell. Um, we've got art by uh, Kenneth Rockford. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. You've got, you've got the Red Hood, Jason Todd. You've also got Roy Harper Arsenal. And then you've got Starfire there, too. Yeah. It's just such like a weird mashup of characters. I, I think it's just going to be a fun book, which is what you got out of The Outsiders. Um, really looking forward to it. Uh, I love books like this when you have a, a bad guy being a hero. I haven't loved... They, they got to a point with Countdown mm-hmm. where you kind of had like, hey, Jason Todd's not that bad. Okay, we see where he's coming from. Yeah. All right. And well, then, he's, he's the son acting out for attention. Mm-hmm. And then they really kind of made him kind of a dick with um, Grant Morrison's run mm-hmm. in uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, where I didn't like where they took him, and they gave him the red hair with the white streak, because he was yeah, a redhead. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know. It is a book where it seems like it's gonna ground him a little bit more, and you're gonna start liking this character again. You like him as the bad guy, um, even in the um, the hood animated yeah, cartoon under the, under the hood. You you liked him, you yeah. know, you do, and he's a Robin who's the rebel, the bad boy, the mm-hmm. bad guy. And now he's with Arsenal, who, you know, he had a drug problem, was, like, the bad guy, mm-hmm. the fun guy. I feel like And Roy- Star Sapphire, it's... Arsenal Roy Harper's kind Sapphire. of like the, the prodigal son. Yeah. Like, he always comes back, like... Yeah. And I'm glad they're bringing him back without the robot arm. Yeah. No, I'm me too. I'm glad they're totally saying, oh, yeah, that J.T. Kroll story. Sorry that we've given him three different books, but that story was crap. But I love you got Roy Harper on there with the fucking, like, baseball cap on. Yeah. You know, like, 
That, but, yeah, that's fun for it. You know, I, I feel like if any character. DC character is going to be wearing a baseball hat into battle, mm-hmm. it's going to be Roy Harper. Yeah. <laughs> but Aaron, you're up. When we're going to get to my next, look good next to it's, each other. Uh, I'm not going to be following any kind of line that you might have seen coming through my first, what do we pick, four or five so far. I'm going to bring up one that's being yeah. written by a writer that just well, got spoken not too highly of. Um, I'm going to grab uh, Green Arrow, number one, by J.P. Kroll. Really? Wow. I like Green Arrow despite Green Arrow. <laughs> I just think that there should be a better character there than what we've ever been given. You take that I, I, back. Brad Meltzer did a great Green Arrow. Oh, he did. He did do that. John Winnick did a great well, Green Arrow. You know, Sometimes. For okay. the most part. But he's a guy that runs around looking like Robin Hood, shooting arrows at people. I mean, that's pretty easy to be fucked up as much as it has. And yeah, it really has. I mean, don't get me wrong, there has been great Green Arrow stories written. Kevin Smith. Considering how basic an idea he is, he should be greater than he is. And he just mm-hmm. isn't. Uh, I, I definitely, um, with J.T. Krull's right after uh, Brightest Day, when he was in Sherwood Forest and all that, they're trying to go for something. But now yeah. he's like he's got a list of people that he's taking out all over the world. That he's going a little more hardcore, doing that uh, the, the Green Arrow Hunter kind of thing. Uh, definitely longbow in- hunter. Longbow hunter. Thank you. It's definitely an interesting story. Um, I actually left this off my list because I thought one of these other guys were going to pick it, but it's definitely something that it is interesting. Probably won't pick it up in number ones, but we'll pick it up in trade. Check it out. Again, you mentioned longbow hunter, and I think this is again one of those missed opportunities where they put. Somebody that was already on the stable for DC writers, J.T. Krull. If they could have gotten Mike Krull back on it for the actual longbow, especially since he's going back to that harder edge, yeah, a huge, much bigger story, and probably would have grabbed me and made this a bigger, uh, higher pick then. I feel right now mm-hmm. that J.T. Krull is known as the Green Arrow writer. Mm-hmm. Like, after the rise and fall, like he's handled Green Arrow for the past year and a half, two years now. Yeah. Like, post-Cry for Justice, like, he's the Green Arrow writer, which is shocking, because I feel like Kevin Smith did such great stuff, mm-hmm. and then Brad Meltzer, like, right after that, like... Came on and did a great job. Dude, like, the, the uh, like, well, I forget what it's called, Archer's Quest? Archer's Quest. Archer's Quest, fantastic storyline. Mm-hmm. Even Judd Winnick, amazing run right yeah. after that. Shit, I'm up. Um, oh, Paul's up. Animal Man, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Trev... Travel Foreman, it's focusing more on Buddy being a family man. And those kind of small family-type books, I think that's where Jeff Lemire excels, Essex County. Yeah, it's Animal Man dealing with his family when his daughter comes out to have his powers. Not his power. What I heard was uh, like a darker darker power. Right. Like something that's more more of an evil power. Mm That he has to really. Deal so she with. can only get alien animals. Ooh, maybe. But they're bringing back the green with Swamp Thing. So to bring back the red, which is how they described animal. Grant Morrison described animals. Pow- animal animal man's powers. Sorry. Bringing back the red in the DVC universe because you're bringing back the green. I think it's just as important as that point counterpoint. Waxing my interest, much like uh, Men of War. Ugh. Oh wow! Sorry. Really. Sergeant Rock is coming back in a modern-day story, though. I think it's going to be really interesting to see. I think this is going to 
it's look from the cover alone, it looks like it's trying to tie into the stance of modern warfare. And yeah, definitely. I'm interested to see what they do with Sergeant Rock. Um, I, de- I definitely, uh, on my list, um, one of the first books um, that I saw that I was really kind of like, okay, yeah, definitely going to get behind this. Ties into that modern warfare. Definitely looks like it's going to be fun. Um, what is it? Uh, Ivan uh, Brandon and Tom... Uh, Dernick. 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 Um, two, two people I really, I don't really know. Yeah. What's also interesting is it sounds like you're going to get a younger Sergeant yeah. Rock out of this. Yeah. This isn't the same Sergeant Rock you've had before. Mm-hmm. And, it, yeah, they, they make it almost sound like it might be Sergeant Rock's grandson. Yeah. Um, you know, because they say young Sergeant, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it, I kind of hope that they do tie it back into that old DC unit kind of uh, continuity. Because to lose all that history, I think it's yeah. a disservice to um, DCU. How I read it as was maybe his grandson or a family member mm-hmm. coming into the Screaming Commandos and... Howling Commandos. Howling Commandos, sorry. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a story that I definitely was looking forward to as well. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I knew another podcast. Redphonezone.com. Uh, we talk about movies, and we always bring on a uh, guest host. A couple of weeks ago, we had on a guest host by, uh, guest host by the name of John Rogers. Um, he is quite infamous for his Razzie win as the co-screen uh, author of the Catwoman film, which I'm not going to hold against him because he was a motherfucking cool guy. The thing that I do like about him is his uh, creation of the Jaime Reyes character. So uh, out of respect for this dude that I had such a good time with, I'm going to choose... Blue Beetle, number one, because I like Jaime Reyes as Blue Beetle, and it is Jaime. It's not Jamie. I don't care if you like to say it. It's Jaime. Go ahead. Uh, as soon as you started talking, I knew exactly what you were going for. Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. pointing it out to John. Like, he's going Blue Beetle. Oh, I love Blue Beetle, work. and I'm surprised it took me this long to get to it, but there are some other more important books I wanted to get to first. But I love Blue Beetle, probably more than I should. But he's a great character. He's a lot of fun. He's, he's not the depressing, woe is me, never again kind of comic book character. He's, he's fun, and he's, he's a breath of fresh air and otherwise sometimes, unfortunately, shitty medium. I, I really don't like Jaime Reyes. No, I, I really enjoy him, too, because you do get that voice that's like, oh, I've, I've got this scarab that gives me these powers. And Fuck there's a, a. Yeah. where it's just all of a sudden he'll be like, oh, no, this is happening. And then, like, the scarab says something, it's like, oh, we can do that? I really do enjoy that. Just that kind of, just that like lightheartedness to it. I'm just really happy that this was one of the last books that was announced as part of the relaunch. Yeah. I was shocked actually to see that there was Blue Beetle number one coming out, it's and a happy it, shock. it was a happy shock and starring Jaime. Like, yeah. I was like, wow. Like, after they, everything, kind of like that going back to basics almost approach that DC had with this. They're going with that kind of newer, like, teen-level tier character. And that's really cool. Also, highlighting, again, minority characters in the DCU. They're that's really trying. That's there for me. I, I really think that they just need to get some way for more people to know about Jaime Reyes, and he'd be a super popular character. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's He's instead a of Peter wasting Parker the money character. that they did on the, was it Aquaman? Yeah. yeah. On CW? They could probably do Jaime Reyes and maybe 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 not make it for fourteen year old girls, make it for like sixteen to twenty year old 
people, and it could be a great show. It really could, and it could get a lot of popularity for that character. So yeah. We are in round six, and it is Chris's pick. Oh, it's my pick? Since it, this, like this family of books hasn't been uh, discussed since the last time I mentioned one, um, I'm going to go snatch up Green Lantern Core. Making it a trip. You know, I'm going for it. Still written by Pete Tomasi. Uh, we've, we've talked about it enough. I feel like I don't need to talk about him anymore. Um, art by Fernando Passerin. Uh, yeah. Always one of my go-to books. Green Lantern Core. I was so happy when this book started coming out because it gave me a second Green Lantern book to pick up every month. So I'm on board. Pete Tomasi does fantastic character writing and good storytelling. What could be better than that? Yeah, a great pick. I mean, we've my love for Green Lantern is known, and uh, definitely would definitely on my list of books to read. Also, too bad he took them all. So what uh, you, you know what? I, I'm cornering that fucking market on these. Uh, I got really worried because I thought Paul was going to pick this when he was talking about Justice League. And I'm going to go Justice League Dark, uh, Peter Milligan and uh, Mikkel uh, Janine. Janine. But uh, you throw John Constantine in a book working with others, I want to see it. Um, Dead Man, Satana. Um, Enchantress. Enchantress. Shade the Changing Man. Shade the Changing Man. Not Thank the you. shade that I like. Not no. the shade that you like, but I wouldn't be surprised if that guy shows up on that. In, in that book. I would have picked Justice League Dark if it was the shape and not shape. But I think I think he'd be somebody that they would go to and he'd appear in a story versus be on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is going to be a, a fun book. I think it's going to have that, you know, that dark, spooky kind of stuff to it. And I'm really looking forward to this book. Uh, Peter Milligan, definitely known for this, this kind of world. And uh, for him yeah. to do this is actually one of those choices that DC made prop. You know, they properly made a good choice here. Pete Milligan is definitely a Vertigo caliber writer. So to have him on that Vertigo edge of the yeah. DC universe, it just fits. It just makes sense. So I'm glad that this book's here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's something I would buy, but I would read. Aaron, you have the next pick, sir. If I like had like any kind of intuitiveness or thinking forward about this. I would have made my I would have made this my number three pick because I am actually going to be choosing about none other than the quote unquote third smartest man in the DC universe. Oh, Mr. Terrific. We were saying not necessarily because I think it's going to kick all kinds of ass, but mostly because I'm curious. To see how Mr. Terrific could populate a book and to perpetuate a book and to keep it going. I'm sure it could be done. I'm sure it could be really well done with a, 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 a good writer. But I, at this stage, I'm just curious because I think Mr. Terrific is interesting, to say the least. Uh, he's definitely an interesting character. This is one that I saw and I was like, I am, I'm, not, I'm not on the fence. I'm kind of over the fence because I do want to check this out. He is such an interesting character. One of one of my favorite little moments is in um, Obsidian Age um, with the Justice League when uh, Batman is re, but he's rebuilding it and he uses uh, Mr. Miracles or Mr. Terrific, Mr. Terrific's T balls, T balls. Thank you uh, to do it. And Mr. Terrific's pissed like, hey, he'll use my technology, but he won't make me a T-bag member of the team. T balls. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but uh, he's definitely it's definitely something that I'm very interested in checking out. 
I'm surprised it, Paul didn't pick this title this, first, because you're, you're the JSA fan here. This is a title that I thought it was safe for me to pick at a later round, because I figured you guys were like, oh, Paul's going to take it? I was taking it in this round. This is uh, round seven oh, fuck right you, now. Paul. This is round seven. Aaron was... We already know Aaron doesn't care about Aaron your was rules. It. That's what I thought about Men of War. Like, really? I thought, like, oh, that's a safe one. I know. I'm like, okay, Men of War seems like a very interesting book. I'm afraid somebody else will take it before now. That's why I was like, oh, Mr. Terrific is safe for me. I will wait. Because this is the only, like, JSA, quote-unquote, book that is out in the new DCU. And we don't even know where the JSA stand now. Yeah, there's no mention of the JSA. Who's up next? Uh, this is round seven, so I'm up next. So, Aaron, you stole it right from my grasp. I did pick Men of War last time. Uh, Birds of Prey is a book that I'm interested in. But Gail Simone was writing a great character, and that was Lady Blackhawk. And I'm kind of going more in the same vein with Men of War right now, and that's Blackhawks. It's a newer reprisal. Mike Costa was writing uh, for IDW the G.I. Joe Cobra series. A lot of people loved it. It actually cracked the Diamond Top 100. So this book, now that he's kind of on a, you know, top tier, I think he'll get more so praise. Down. And actually, some people will see it and read it. So I'm interested to see what they do. Lady Blackhawk wasn't, uh, wasn't mentioned in the solicitation, and that is a character that I absolutely love from first of right. The, um... The cover, like, I just scrolled across the cover, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make me think it's a Blackhawks flying their planes, no. espionage, war kind of thing. So it's it's something that I passed over. It's I, that I, new I, kind I, of, like, men of war. Yeah. That, that kind of take on it. If I heard from you or I heard around that it was good, I might think about picking it up. There wasn't too many books on this list that I was like, ow. Oh, I don't want to read that. You know, there's a lot of things that are like, it's interesting, it's a new take. All right, let's see where it goes. Yeah. And this is one of those, like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying yes or no, but it's more towards no on that. Yeah, um, that's your pick. That's all. Something that I do know something about is, uh, actually, I don't know anything. Um, that's a good thing you can uh, do. I was, yeah, it's so true. Um, it was something that I thought was interesting. Um, I haven't read the Frankenstein books I think I picked up one issue and just never got around to picking up any of the other ones. But the Frankenstein. Oh, he's, he's going for your golden boy, Paul. Frankenstein, uh, Agent of Shade. Um, and this is what really made me want to read this was written by Jeff Lemire. For him to take on something like this made me very interested in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I picked this to be on my, my, my bottom, my bottom mm-hmm. five, thinking that it would be picked before. And. Um, I, I'm interested in it. He's he's now working for this agency that is um, kind of taking out monsters and, and doing something. It's Hellboy in the DC. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty much. But I'm, I'm I'm definitely interested in it. And I've actually wanted to pick up the Frankenstein books. And Frankenstein really coming from the Seven Soldiers books by Grant Morrison. And the fact that Jeff Lemire is doing this might sound kind of awkward at first because he's He's done Superboy, but he's more known for those kind of like a little bit more subdued, like Down community books. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, one of his all-time favorite characters is the Phantom Stranger. Like we've seen him at a couple panels now, just going to conventions, and he always makes it a point to mention Phantom Stranger. He's done like a Phantom Stranger story before. 
So, okay, you know what? Maybe that Frankenstein... He's in Superboy. He's in... It was a Superboy. Thank you, Paul. You know, to go Phantom Stranger to Frankenstein, not that big of a jump. So I think this is a story he could definitely tell and would probably be very excited about getting, like, okay, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. All right. I've got big ideals for this. Yeah. This is one I'm stealing from you after you read it. No, no problem. I I don't doubt that you're going to pick it up on your own. Chris, what book are you doing? Oh, it's my pick next? Yes. And next. I get two in a row again? Yeah, it's resets every time. That's the punishment. That's why I made you call, like, when it's people's turns. I'm not following this. I'm going to close it out. Next pick. I'm going with Red Lantern's number one. (laughs) Uh, Written by Pete Milligan. Art by Ed Bennis. Um... I, I've loved everything with the Red Lanterns from the time they were introduced. Um, Pete Milligan said before he likes telling those kind of darker edge stories. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have someone writing a Red Lantern book, but you're going to be bringing a writer in from that Vertigo section of the universe, I'm glad it's Pete Milligan. I, I would also accept Mike Carey. But the um, only thing I'm unsure of is Ed Bennis on art. He's known for drawing that kind of like cheesecakey girl yeah. style. Just look at his Justice League run from that. But this is a book I'm really looking forward to. Of all the different Lantern cores to get their own standalone series, Red Lantern probably would not be on my list. Like, I would have thought Yellow Lantern before anything else. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Red Lantern probably would have been, like, my second choice. So, this has got me. And it's got my pick. Um, I am absolutely flabbergasted that this did not show up before now on somebody else's list. It probably would have been first on my list, but I left it off of my list because I'm going up against three people that like and respect and have been more into the Lantern series for a lot longer than I am. So I left it off mine, and I'm amazed it took that long to get on. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I I totally left it off. I left all the Green Lantern books off my list because I knew Chris would be the guy to be picking them. You guys are my best friends. (laughs) Uh, Pete Milligan is going to be writing this as well really makes me interested in reading this. And, like, yeah, you weren't, you wouldn't expect Red Lantern, but when you That's hear... That's what's so a red, cool about it, though. When you hear a Red Lantern book, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be buying it, of course. Duh. Oh, man. Oh, Paul grumbles. Well, I hate fun. Paul hates fun, and that's and what this, this book would be. This book would... I had this, if I was stuck with this book, that's the only time I'm picking it. This was pick number 52 out of 52 for me. Wow, really? Yeah. No, I'm just surprised you're breaking this like that far low. You have a Red Lantern t-shirt, Paul. Yeah, back when Red Lanterns were cool. Oh, oh. they're still cool. Oh. When we should oh. The cool. thing about comic books is because they're different week to week, month to month, and all mm-hmm. that crap. Nothing ever is always sucky or used to be cool. You need to remember, it's going to always be cool in the future again. Wow. Wow. He's thinking fourth dimensionally. Aaron just schooled you on yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Chris, can you school us again with another pick? Oh, I would be glad to school you again. He might not be a go-to character for me, but it's more the fact that he is a cool character, and the person who's writing this book, I haven't read anything by it before, but I am familiar with his art style. But I'm going with Static Shock Oh, by yeah. Scott McDaniel, who is most known by me personally. As a Nightwing artist. <laughs> you know him personally? I know him personally. Do you know him biblically? As the Nightwing artist. <laughs> because I bought Nightwing for so damn long. Yeah. But, um... Page, uh, 
character. It's also being co-written by John Rosmus, right? Yeah, and who's also doing the art. Um, and he's done a lot of Vertigo stuff for artwork, and he did um. He was a milestone. Uh, the, uh, yeah, a milestone supporter. So he did. Uh, he did. Zom- no, it wasn't he, he created. He was a co-creator of Zombie. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but um, I don't know. Like Static Shock, after seeing him in like the Terror Titans miniseries and then Teen Titans, I was like, okay, this is a character that I knew just from the co- uh, cartoons, mm-hmm. and then it was like, oh, he has a comic book, but he, he's just a cool character. So I'm really looking forward to this. This has been much anticipated. Like DC's yeah. been hinting at this for like the past year and a half now. And we're finally getting that ongoing series. And I'm really excited to see where Scott McDaniel takes this because just based on his art, I'm going to sound like such an old person, but it's hip. Yeah. It's energetic. Like, and I want to see that transfer into the writing. Mm-hmm. And they're really trying different things with the art styles on a lot of these uh, relaunch books. If we've been waiting a long time for an Aquaman series, we've been waiting even longer for Static Shock. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a character that, I mean, you you almost already think that he's been in this world mm-hmm. just because you know so much from from watching him as a kid or seeing him appear in these other books. You think he's been around for longer than he has. John, it's your pick. John's up. Um, I'm going to pick a book, and it's not exactly the character that's drawing me to this, but it's actually the writers, and it's Omac, and it's oh, Dan wow. Dio. And it's Keith Giffen, and Keith Giffen doing art with uh, Scott uh, Koblish. And I really liked, I really liked what Dan DiDio did with the Metal Men in um, Weekly Comics. Yep. Wednesday I, Comics. Wednesday Comics. Thank you. No I, yeah, I did come out weekly. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy Keith Giffen. Everything about the guy, just I really like. And the two of them together to work on this character interests me. Um, the fact that it's being co-written yeah. by Dan DiDio and Keith Giffen, and co-drawn <laughs> by Keith Giffen. I mean, he did all the layouts for 52. Uh-huh. Like, he was the one, like, putting down the, like, the bare pencils for this, and then someone else was going over it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a guy that I feel likes telling comic book stories. And when I actually read the solicitation for this, and I saw Dan DiDio was writing a book, I was like, Ugh. But then I saw Keith Giffen's name next to it, and I was like, okay. And then, again, for the art, I'm like, okay. That kind of sparked my interest. It's the creative teams that sold me on this yeah. book. And and it, this isn't going to be the Infinite Crisis, like, blue nanotech, like, Omen. Yeah, it's you're, like the You're original. going back to the one-man army corps, like yeah. uh, Jack Kirby-style Omen. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a dude with a big blue mohawk. Yeah. So that's kind of the more out-there pick. I think, for this draft. Mm-hmm. And also, early in the draft, I thought this was going to be one of those last rounders. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're getting towards the end. What are we, at eight? We're at eight. Yeah. There's 13. We're doing 13? I thought we were doing 10. Okay, we can do We're that. going through all the books. Yeah. All right, that's we fine. We were going to do 10 if there was five of us. I, I'm sorry, I thought we were... Okay, okay. I can... No. I can weasel that out. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is... It was the creative team that sold me on this book. Uh, talking about creative teams selling people on the book... Uh, Judd Winnick, I have to pick here, and I have to pick one of the only books that uh, we have left on the board, written by Judd Winnick, and that is Catwoman. I'm shocked you're picking this. I loved him. On, I loved Judd Winnick's work on Generation Lost. I had to pick at least one of his books. Uh, I was really upset when he wasn't getting Justice League International. Not a big fan of the Gillum 
March's artwork, you know, Gotham City Sirens. This is one of those things that I would, you know, complain about where do I really need all that cheesecakey art on my cover? It makes me embarrassed to pick it up. Like I said, I'm a big fan of John Wittick's writing style, and I think this will be a lot of fun. I love the Bat Family, and there I go. Um, Gil March, I'm not a big fan of his art style. It's very cheesecakey, but mm-hmm. I did kind of like Gotham City Sirens, which I feel like it's if you were... It's that style, which yeah, is fun. It's a, it's a little bit too painted, Water. though. Like, it's, it's too washed out. Yeah, watercolor. I feel like if you were buying either Catwoman or Gotham City Sirens in the past, this book's kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And I do like Judd Winnick's writing. Yeah. But I don't think I would buy it with Gillian March's art. Yeah. As bad it's, as that it's is to negative. say. It's a negative. But I had to pick at least one Judd Winnick. Yeah. Uh, am I wrong, or is uh, Batman the Dark Knight still available? That oh, is still available. That is still on the table, sir. I'm, I'm going to grab that shit. That strikes me as uh, as that weird, cerebral, kind of out-of-left-field kind of Batman book that happens when you're on crack. Or yeah, it could be kind of interesting. Like, this is a book I was excited about when it was announced, and then it just really fell by the wayside because you have one man both doing art and the writing for it. And it was supposed to be monthly, and it really yeah, fell Tony behind. Daniel did that uh, earlier on in the Batman book. Yeah, he yeah, was doing the was. Batman stuff. And then it started to kind of... It wasn't as sporadic no. in its publishing. Like, That's true. I, I feel like how many issues of The Dark Knight have we gotten? Like three? Yes. We're Since... relaunching. Before 4 comes out. Yeah, we're relaunching before 4 has come out. And this book was announced probably like, what, 8, 9 months ago? I'm trying to remember. I could go back in my notes and look, but one man handling the art and the writing, which I'm always a fan of just because of people like Darwin Cook. Mm -hmm. But this is kind of like my least anticipated Batman book, honestly. Well, mine too. Mm -hmm. And it's the last Batman book. My least anticipated Batman book is... Still a motherfucking Batman book. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, I have bought like at least two issues of the previous ones, The Dark Knight. So, but uh, we are back to John. Back John. to me. Uh, I'm gonna pick a book that I I thought would have gotten picked early on, and that's uh, the Savage Hawkman. Ooh, really? You I didn't think you were gonna, gonna say be, that. You thought it was gonna be picked early on? I thought it would have been picked early on because it's it's been years since he's had a ongoing series. Mm-hmm. One of the people out of um, Brightest Day, and uh, definitely something that I think people will want to pick up. Um, written by uh, Tony Daniels and uh, Philip Tan doing the art. Um, you're going to have a, a, a little bit of a darker, meaner um, Carter Hall. Almost and savage. Almost. Um, but I, I, I thought this would have gotten picked up earlier. It's not exactly one that I'm super pumped for. Uh-huh. But it's definitely something I'm interested in at least picking up that first issue to see where it goes. I'm surprised because Red Lanterns is pick 52. Savage Hawkman is pick 51 for me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised you're saying it should have been picked earlier. I did not see this going at all. This was going to be one of my later round picks Mm -hmm. because I do like Tony Daniels as a writer. And Philip Tan, I feel like, was an amazing artist on the Agent Orange arc in Green Lantern. Yes. Like, he, like, designed... All those orange lanterns mm-hmm. on his own. Like, Paul, I remember talking to you yes. about I all that like, concept art. I do love the Philip Tan art. That's what put it above Red Lantern. But still, <laughs> Hawkman is 
I love the JSA. I know I said Mr. Perfect's the only JSA character that's really getting any play here, but man, Savage Hawkman, I didn't like him in Wednesday Comics. I, I just don't but what connect with Hawkman. But Brightest Day was great. Like the, I, I didn't that oh, you was, didn't like it. I didn't like it. You were the one who liked it. I thought that was the weakest story arc in Wednesday, in uh, Brightest Day. I guess I only like Hawkman when he's in something else. I don't yeah. buy Hawkman books, which like is why... Like girl? Yeah. And that's what made this a later tier mm. pick for me, because Hawkman's not on the top of my read stack, but if he's appearing, because I don't want to say in again, <laughs> if he's in someone else's book, it's a good story, I feel. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I put this out there just because I heard we were doing the 13. Like, I was like, oh, all right. Like, I didn't even write down the writers yeah. for this. Like, I had to look it up on my phone, but like, that's I, why I like, That's why I wrote down everything. I was yeah. writing down my picks. And then I had I gave myself extras just in case. That's good that you gave yourself extras, Chris. I'm back it's, ba- it's back to me. You didn't say hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. Oh, I usually do that. Yeah, you usually do. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi. <laughs> um, th- this is gonna kind of come out of. I'm not even gonna say left field because it's so far left that it's gone right. Um, I'm gonna go I Vampire. Okay. And it's by a writer and an artist I've never even heard of before. Um. Writing duties done by Joshua Fikalov. Art by Andrea Sorrentino. Mm-hmm. I don't know who they are, but this is just based on my love of like vampire stories and vampire lore, and really enjoying I Vampire in in, in the um, Doctor Thirteen backups in the Spectre book, mm-hmm. um, which was written by Brian Azrael, art by Kuching. Yeah. Um, and he also had that great little story with Batman in the DCU Halloween. Yeah, the Halloween one was Halloween really special, good. Which I really did enjoy. And this was going to be my pick this round. Really? I'm sorry, Paul. No, no, don't but apologize. But just from, like, name recognition, when I saw... Because this was announced earlier on when they were kind of going, like, the darker edge of the DCNU. Mm-hmm. Like, this is one of the books I was like, oh, I will, I'll probably pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the reason why this is my next pick. Yeah, that, I agree with that pick. Aaron, yeah. it's to you to pick your next pick. We gotta yeah, get going once again, here. I'm going to have to ask the question, but am I incorrect in assuming that I have not heard DCU for since number one? You are Nothing? incorrect. Yeah, you that are was, incorrect. That one second round. That John was picked John's that second one. pick. Okay, well, <laughs> I think there are four. Or Captain Adam number one. That's still on the table. That is still on there the table. There you go. Uh, no I guess I'm going to go more with Mr. J.T. Kroll. Captain yeah. Adam, and this is going to go, I don't remember I said it earlier, but it's more going to go out of curiosity than, you know, a great love of the character. I just really wonder how some of these characters can honestly perpetuate a book, and Captain Adam could do it and under a correct writer. It could be really excellent, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen with this, but I'm very interested about this. I'm only jealous because it's Freddie Williams' uh, second, second. Yeah. who is doing the art, who I loved when he was doing the Robin books. Yeah, I really liked his uh, Robin books. Then he did another book that Paul didn't pay attention to or know was coming out, uh, Justice Society of America. But he's one of my favorite kind of like new tiers of artists. No, he never did that art on that book. <coughs> he never. But kept. Captain Adam's just not one of those characters that registers for me. And it's only it just, because you didn't read Generation Lost. I didn't. Well, I read a couple of them that you let me borrow, but I really great. do enjoy 
Freddie Williams art a lot. Like, if I had to buy a Robin page, I would probably pick up either, like, Pete Woods or Freddie Williams, like, art. Well, and also, everything that has um, come from Captain Adam, like, I mean, they put him over in, uh, what was it, Wildstorm? Yeah, he was in Wildstorm. He was in Wildstorm, and then he came back as being, he's supposed to be a villain in, wasn't he supposed to be the villain in Countdown? He was yes. monolith, or he was monolith again, yeah. kind of in countdown. Yeah, so he's a character. He's been on both sides of being good and evil. So yeah, this was actually on my list too. Um, definitely an interesting choice to be a number one in this relaunch mm-hmm. reboot. Mm-hmm. I oh. thought he got a lot of good play in Generation Lost. <coughs> A character that I'm interested in seeing and I'm really surprised is included. Is, We're probably uh, going to be getting a little bit too political than what we want to get on a podcast such as this or the Red Phone Zone. But Captain Adam, number one, strikes me as a book that maybe should have happened closer to the launch of the Patriot Act. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it could have been really topical. It could have been really good, but, you know, at this point... It's a superhero almost like under the auspices of the... A, a superhero know. under the auspices of the American government, is that what you're saying? Yes. Being a little bit more political, but he's never been written overly that way, except in the Justice League cartoon series. And that's 90% of my experience with him. Yeah. No, honestly, and as much of a comic book reader as I am... Like, when it comes to Captain Adam, that's where I feel like I know him more from, is the yeah. Justice League show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but getting back to what I was saying, my pick, character that I'm really surprised is coming back from basically the dead, again, uh, in, from the comic book world, written by guys that have made the name from themselves over at Marvel, uh, Abnett and Lanning. Uh, this is Resurrection Man. That's right. Look for that. That is probably not even on your list. That's on my second page. Edmund <laughs> and Lanning. Uh, they made a big name for themselves writing over at Marvel doing the vampire missiles from the moon. They did the, like, the... the Captain, Britain, uh, yeah. Captain Britain and MI-13. That would be that's, some... That would be a reason for me to want to pick up that book. This is... Yeah, that's the only reason I'm picking up this book. Um, because I, I looked at this and I said... I didn't even read the solicitation of it. I was like, Really? Yeah. Resurrection Man? Exactly, yeah. I I, I completely agree, but... Wasn't he, wasn't he, like, on the West Coast Avengers? Or the... Land, the was it, like, the third-tier Avengers? No. No, be, be it's, DC. Avengers. it's DC. No, I know, but... Well, he had a, that character. He like. had appeared in, um, like... No, I'm not... Not even Teen Titans. I'm thinking about... Brave Kate and the Bold. Brave and the Bold, yeah. 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 Brave and the Bold is the last time he appeared. And, uh, but... That's... Abnett and Lanning. That... Uh, writing team that force that would what, that would make this book worthwhile picking yeah. up, and that is why I'm picking. That's a good choice. Um, oh, it's me again. Paul again. I know. Sex, doesn't it, Jim? I don't get to get two in a row. You're first. You, you get I guess s- that means something. <laughs> it means everything. You, you're separated by Chris once. And so it's almost like you get picked. Um, almost. 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 I'm, uh, I picked up Action Comics, and I haven't picked up anybody else from the Super family. Uh, I'm not sit- picking another guy, though. I'm picking Supergirl. Uh, this is a meaner, harder edge Supergirl. 
uh, from the solicitations. It's being written by two Mikes, Mike Green and Michael Johnson, art by Mohab Asar. And I'm just interested to see what they do here. I have been enjoying what uh, what uh, Sterling Gates has done with Supergirl, and then uh, most recently the kind of crossover with all the other heroes that they did in the Supergirl pages. I think I'm the only one that kept on picking up the book after we re after we reviewed it during the uh, monthly look back. Um, so I'm excited, and I'm hoping that Grant Morrison helps raise, you know, high tide raises all ships in the Superman family. So that's the thing. Paul's going with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Supergirl. Done. 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 Oh, we're probably waiting for me. It's Aaron's pick now. <coughs> Aaron! It is Aaron's pick, yeah. I think we're getting down to scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. Um, with this one... It's not one that I want to read. It's not one that I paid for. It's not one that if I found in my living room, I would necessarily read. But I'm curious about it. Um, I'm going to grab the Sterling Gates written art by ah. Rob Liefeld Hawk and Dove yes. number one. Nice. Basically to see if the 1990s taught Rob Liefeld anything. To see if he's still the weird crazy artist he used to be. I, I feel like he is. He's talking about, like, the broad shoulders and the super tiny ankles. Yeah. And pouches in between. <laughs> and, and, the, and the single uh, shoulder pads and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, at this point, I'm just... I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. I'm just curious. But Rob I didn't Lai- know Rob Liefeld did anything other than, like, wash windows... By an underpass or something like that. <laughs> he was selling oranges by the freeway, too. That, too. This is characters that I don't think Rob Blackfeld can add pouches to, you know? This is... I was very excited for this. This is something that I probably would have picked this round. Uh, I didn't think it was going to go high at all. And I really thought it would fall to everybody's last kind of picks. And I was kind of saving it for one of my last picks because of that. Uh, I'm actually excited for this book out of, you know, my reading of Birds of Prey and also out of... Dove was my favorite character coming out of Brightest Day. So, I'm kind of upset that you have this pick, but it's also my fault for not picking it earlier. I kept on looking at it and being like, should I? No, no. It'll still be there. It'll still be there. And that's the fun of the draft. It is the fun of the draft. Is it to me? It is to you. Um, Paul, correct me now, because you've been keeping track of this probably better than I have. Has anyone picked Superman number one? No. Yeah. No, I picked Action Comics. Nobody's picked Superman. Superman number one. By George Perez. I know. Written by George Perez. Art by Jesus Marino. Okay. I I had your name scribbled down next to it, and then I realized you were talking about Action Comics. Yeah, so it's Grant Morrison. It's Grant Morrison. Morrison. So I wasn't sure if like I had just missed it and someone else had grabbed this. But George Perez, huge Silver Age. I mean, if you, if you talk about Wonder Woman, you have to talk about him. I mean, and if it came to Superman, if you're not going to be having um, John Byrne write it, yeah, I'm watching John Byrne. You're going with George Perez probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Marino, he did the sacrifice art coming out of Infinite Crisis um, with Wonder Woman. Yeah, and he definitely did deliver 
good Superman artwork there. He does the like the big like just super heroics like so well. Um, I feel like this was just such a lucky pick that everyone else kind of glossed over it, and we'll be stuck with like All Star Western now. But yeah, I'm going Superman number one. It's not a pick that I glossed over. It was a pick that I'm like, I don't know how much Superman I can take. Because honestly, I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but Grant Morrison on action? Alright, I'm getting it there. I can't then take also Superman. Like, I don't want to be picking up two Superman books. But I'm okay with picking up Supergirl. That's That was the fight that was going on in my head. That was actually how I felt. Like, I was like, you know what? Action Comics is totally doing it for me. I was I picked up the um, what are the the J.T. Krull um, Superman for a while. You know, I was like, I kind of got my Superman fix. And I saw Superman. Do you mean the uh, J. Michael Straczynski? That's it. Thank you. I'm Completely sorry. different writer. Uh, initials. Names. Okay. Um... But, yeah, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm picking that up. I'm not a huge Superman fan. Something's really got to sell me. So when I saw Superman, I just glossed past it. If I saw Perez's name there, I would have been like, whoa! Because yeah. it was almost it was shocking to hear that he was doing that. Yeah, he, he's a big, big name when it comes to the DC Universe. And just comic books in general. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, everything, just his, like... Teen Titans run with yeah. Marv Wolfman. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. like the Teen Titans artist. Oh, yeah. The Wonder Woman artist. Mm-hmm. Now you've got him handling like DC's other top tier superhero? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the, the next pick I'm going to go with is uh, Demon Knight with uh, Par- Paul Cornell. Uh, yes. And um, Diogenes Neves? Nivez, yes. Do you know Hennis Nivez? But uh, set into I'm guessing he's his Christmas tree. Oh, he's a Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> but you're uh, a book. I still love that Christmas special, by the way. <laughs> it's a classic. Um, but uh, set into the dark ages of the DCU with uh, Madame, uh, what is it, Xanadu? Yeah. And uh, Jason Blood and the Demon and. Taking out warriors, trying to solve something. Definitely interesting. Definitely something. It's I'm... not Madame Zendu. She's in Justice League Dark. She's in this as well. She, yeah. Oh really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that was some girl with like four arms. No, you're thinking Mortal Kombat too. No, I'm thinking the cover of. Okay, go ahead. But uh, but yeah, it's just I Paul Cornell definitely a name you know. For uh, action comics, yeah, which is why I'm surprised Paul didn't pick this because you love Paul Cornell on action comics. On action comics, don't really like Etcherman the Demon. I okay. forget the Demon. Well, who's up next, Paul? Uh, oh, do I get to go again? You'd never get to go twice. Uh, no, you're, but you're only really separated by two picks ever. So. And we should have, we could have gone over this the night before, but you guys were like, no. I'm sorry. I, I didn't even know a, we could have gone over this, but who's next, Paul? I brought a girl to the party. Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Aaron, next. Aaron, save us. Get us back on track. Do I have to? Yes. I, I'd appreciate it. Well, all right. <laughs> um, and, you know, talk about script at the bottom of the barrel. Um, Adam Glass, Marty Rucco. Suicide Squad number one. 
not a book I particularly want to pick up every month, but sometimes it's fun. It is, a fun, it is a fun book when you have a... I'm glad they got away from Tiger Man and the normal Suicide Squad. You got um, Deadshot back, Harley Quinn, um, what is it, the, the Shark? Yeah, uh, King Shark. King, King Shark. Shark. I mean, it's got a new <laughs> roster, you know, and you're going to have other people coming in. But it, it's always a book that I feel is never done as good as it should be. I don't know, like... I feel and I like, agree, but you know sometimes it's, you know sometimes it's a solid C plus book. Mm-hmm. I mean sometimes it's fun. I will, you know, yeah. definitely give it that. I feel like the Harley Quinn stuff is going to be what makes this book. Yeah, it's a definitely the Harley Quinn that we're getting from the video game series yeah. more so than what we're got. That that kind of street edge. Yeah, the weird red and black hair, like corset, like yeah, short wearing. shorts. And like oh, yeah. pouches and guns. Aaron, so did, what, how, how, Aaron, how did you say "oh yeah" again? Was what? it a, was it a "oh yeah" like a "oh yeah" or was it oh, just yeah. or was <laughs> it just an agreement "oh yeah"? Oh yeah. No, but <laughs> and then, honestly, I said, and then I realized how that could been, how that could have been interpreted interpreted, and I said, "Say that soft or slow." <laughs> well, so. the Harley Quinn costume is one of those ones that's kind of right upside the Tim Drake one when people see it they're like yeah. ugh because yeah. it's just such a departure from what they've had before but this is much more in line with what they've done in like the Arkham Asylum game like mm-hmm. yeah. she in, in that she's just wearing like a leather corset and like pants like okay this is what she's wearing in the comic book now they're just a lot shorter pants and she's got like knives tucked in like the sides of her top mm-hmm like, I think this could really be a fun book. Not something I'd buy, but something I would probably read. Um, I agree. I have to take this off the table uh, now because it's... I mentioned it all of, like, five picks ago, and it's Justice League International. Do I know Paul or do I know Paul? There you go. You know me. Uh, Dan Jurgens, like we said, is writing it. He did the Booster Gold arc. I would have picked it earlier. If it was the Generation Lost team, and I would have picked it earlier. Art by Aaron Lepresti, who's done Wonder Woman, which was one of your other picks. Mm-hmm. Um, Rooster Gold, Batman, um, I'm forgetting everybody else that's on this team. I, I feel like Gardner, Rocket, Guy Gardner, Guy Gardner Ice, Rocket Red, Ice, Fire. Fire. It's basically that it's the classic UN. lineup. It's. I'm hoping there's a lot of UN that's in this, so it almost feels like a... Um, uh, Checkmate book, but it's going to feel more like that Justice League International book that we've been missing, and I'm okay with that. I'm hoping it's more Generations Lost than uh, International, though. There we go. There we go. Um, Who's up next? Wait, who went before me? Aaron. Aaron went before you. Okay, so it's John. It's John. Oh. Nope, it's John. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to put this out there because I just talked about Paul Cornell, so I'm going to go Stormwatch. Um, there it is. Definitely interesting story of superheroes getting together to make sure that big big heroes, big villains don't overstep their bounds. Um, big draw to, for me is Martian Manhunter being in this. Mm-hmm. Also bringing in... Um, 
what is it, uh, from um, Authority, isn't it? Um, yes, it's Apollo and, and uh, Dark... And Midnighter. 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 Yeah. Um, you know, definitely bringing in all these other characters into these books, and it's uh, it's interesting take on it. Um, not really... I've never really been an Authority fan. I've never... I think I read one issue, but um, it's it's the Martian Manhunter that sells me on this being on this team. Like I've never really read the Authority or Stormwatch, mm-hmm. but just going on what I know about Apollo and Midnighter, then yeah. you throw in John Jones Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter seems like the most grounded of the characters in Stormwatch. Yeah, and I feel like that's a really cool kind of monkey wrench to throw under the work. So. This is one of those books that I'm kind of looking forward to, but I was kind of on the fence about buying. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is a really good pick. Yeah. No, it's a good pick. If John went last, it's Chris up next. Chris is up next. Two in a row again. Two in a row again? What, well. Uh, no, I'm not going to question. A, I'm okay I could with only it. Make up, I only made up a four thing. Hey, no worries. Um, my next pick, it's one of my old school favorite characters. I've always been there for. Might not have liked what was going on, but I've always tried to give it a sample. I'm going with The Flash, written by artist Francis Manipal, of all people. Mm-hmm. Just strikes me as odd. But um, written by him and drawn by, slash art by, uh, Brian Buccioletto, who I'm not familiar with at all. I imagine he's probably doing, like, finalizing pencils and inks. Mm-hmm. Um... Wasn't the biggest fan of the Flash relaunch post-rebirth with Francis Manipal and Art, but maybe he's a better storyteller than he is an artist. And I'm not putting him down as an artist at all. Like, I've said my beef before, like, I feel like his colors were just too washed out. Not that just brightness that I want out of a Flash book. (laughs) But uh, I'm a Flash fan. I have to give this book at least a shot. Um... Just kind of depressed that it's this far down on my list after everything else that we've kind of talked about at this point. Especially with Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Which is sad because I really enjoy Flashpoint, but the Flash book isn't higher up on that list. Which is funny that coming out of Flashpoint, you have an artist who's never really written writing the Flash book. You would think you'd want somebody who is has a name for himself. Well, I mean, he is a name, and DC obviously has faith in him, and he's, he's a been young... On TV. He, he's been on TV. He was on that monster... Uh, Beast... Beast Hunters? Beast Hunters. Beast Squad? Like I don't know. But DC has a lot of faith in this kid from Toronto, which I love, because anytime you read a Francis Manipal drawn book, he always puts, like, Queen Street or Front Street yeah. in the pages, which... We live in Buffalo. It's a two-hour drive up to Toronto. We go there often enough. Mm-hmm. So to see those kind of landmarks represented, that's it's that's cool. almost our New York City in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I always like that. Chris. It's me again. Oh, God, that's right. Um, back, it's back to me again. Um, just name recognition alone. I'm surprised this hasn't been picked before, um, because we've all been fans of his art at one point, and her writing at some point, uh-huh. but it's the co-written 
Fury of Firestorm number one by Ethan Van Skyver and Gail Simone with art by uh, I feel so bad it's like Yildroy Sinar I know he did Noble Causes for a while mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed the Firestorm stuff in Brightest Day I didn't think I would ever buy a Firestorm book again again because I did enjoy the Stuart Moore Jamal Eagle stuff mm-hmm. back when the titles we launched in like 2001 2002 um, but to have predominantly known as an artist writing it alongside another writer, and he has nothing to do with the art at all, kind of intrigues me. Like, I'm surprised we got this before we got a Plastic Man book yeah. by Gail Simone with art by Ethan mm-hmm. Asker, because they've talked about that for years now. Mm-hmm. And it's only because of what was happening with Brightest Day, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's definitely, it's definitely a book that I left off my list because I figured you who said they were your favorite stories out of Brightest Day would pick up or even Paul would want to pick up. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting. Gail Simone and Ethan Van Skyver. Um, I just remember one of the conventions, Ethan Van Skyver talking about a Flash story that he wanted to write where uh, Mirror Master kind of went crazy and was forcing people to kill themselves through their mirrors. Like I was like, he, he's, he's got some kind of interesting ideas. So to see those two work on this could be really interesting because you have someone a little more grounded with Gal Simone who can't, who likes to go out there and draw oh, yeah. and draw from some different things. And then you have a guy that could totally be like, hey, what about this crazy thing over here? And you got this person going, that's good, but let's bring it in a little bit. Well, Gail Simone will go out on the Like leg. the monkeys living with yes. Wonder Woman? Or the rag doll, the sister of rag yeah. doll that lived in the box you know, from Secret Six. Secret Six, if that told us anything about Gail Simone, it's that she's after. I don't know, but this is like completely nothing to do with comic books. We've been to conventions before where we've seen Ethan Van Skyver just up on a panel talking, mm-hmm. and I'm going back to the sketch duel where it was him versus Steve McNiven, mm-hmm. and Steve McNiven's just sitting there drawing, and you have Ethan Van Skyver sitting there talking about how he just spent the last week going onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. And watching old, like, board game commercials. <laughs> that creeped him out as a kid. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this guy's got just, like, a weird thought process. So to see him telling a story could be very cool. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I definitely I, agree with you, I Charlie. definitely like to see it. Who, who's up next, Paul? Yeah. I'm up next. Uh, everyone's been knocking this book. Uh, but it is something. I love westerns. All-star western. Justin Gray. Jimmy Palmiotti, who I do enjoy him yeah. when he's working on um, Jonah Hex, and uh, the artist Mortet? Yeah, Mortet. Yeah. Mortet. Mortet? Um, But you have, you have um, Jonah Hex traveling to Gotham City. Gotham City in the Old West kind of time, and it is intriguing to me. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why this book was getting so much flack uh, from us, but yeah, this was definitely one that I would pick before a lot of other books. I love westerns. Yeah, we definitely gave this book a lot of flack, but it's probably not something that would be on my list, but mm-hmm. it's one of those books that I'm glad it exists, because I have read all of the Jonah Hex trade paperbacks and really enjoyed them. They're, they're great. So and, I'm... And- Glad it's still here. And I, I mean, it's not a Jonah Hex anymore. It's an all-star western, which means like, okay, you're going to be getting 
more characters yeah, in these. More, you're hoping to see backlash and yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see these other kinds of characters going in there. And mm-hmm. okay, all right, he's in Star City now. He's in the Western Star City. You, who knows what is yeah. gonna be coming out of this? Uh, the slack talking on this might have been my fault uh-huh. because I'm going back to your guys' days of early reviews of. Uh, Blackest Night and talking about the weird western tales uh, that was written by Dan DeDio and you weren't fans of that and I might have just connected the two and I apologize for that. No, it's alright. Because Chris threw it out there too and I think Paul even might have said Other something. I, no, I said that I'd rather pick that up than <laughs> Red Lantern. I well, was, that just sounds like Paul. Yeah, it does sound like me. But there is one writer that uh, and one artist team that I'm surprised hasn't been picked up. <laughs> picked up yet, and I think it's just because of the book they're writing on, and that's Sorry. Legion Lost. Fabian Nisiesa. Nisiesa? Nisiesa. And Pete Woods. Uh, I love Nisiesa's work on, you know, Tim Drake, his uh, when he was still Robin, and also when he was, or was it when he was Red no, Robin? It was uh, Red Robin, and yeah. then he did the um, Asriel book okay. that came out of R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. I'm hoping that we get the fun again here. This is Legion not in the 31st century. This is Legion, seven Legion members coming back to the present of the BCNU and uh, struggling to figure out what is happening back in the past that will destroy their future. Um, kind of the same kind of story that we got in the Justice Society book, Ayo, uh, when Jeff Johns was writing it, when Starman came back in time. So, I'm hoping we get the same kind of feel. Pete Woods, amazing art. Nisi has a lot of fun on writing. So, there we go. I, I, I do enjoy uh, Nisi Eza's writing. And Pete Woods, I, he was one of my like artists to follow. Yeah. Like I said before, just this episode, if I could own a Robin page, it'd probably be one of his. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those books that I figured when it came down to like the bottom tier, hopefully I'd be able to grab just because of those two people on it. Uh, but you can't grab it now. I can't. But who's going to grab the next book, Paul? That would be Aaron. That's it. Back to Aaron. I thought it would be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking that I'm going to be grabbing me some Birds of Prey. Because why not? Why not? It's um, written by uh, the guy that I cannot pronounce that I got confused with. But, Paul, you're from Buffalo, which is like Polish town, USA. You should be able to say Dwayne Swarinski. No, I can't say Swarinski. Um, honestly, it just strikes me as one of those titles that might be affected a lot more than one might initially expect because of the loss of Barbara Gordon as Oracle. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, I. I mean, no offense to comic book people out there, but I wouldn't buy it, but I'd certainly thumb through it or something like that to see what kind of, what the hell is going on with this. Just to see, like, you know, how the loss of a central key character like that would affect this book. So, you know, I'm grabbing at it. So, eh, why not? It does look interesting. Um, mm-hmm. This is also one of those things where Wildstorm is coming in full force. Yeah, it looks like you have Rose and Thorn mm-hmm. on the title. Um or it could be Poison Ivy. They haven't announced the lineup. Yeah. So you have a character in the back of the cover who seems to be controlling plants, which could be Thorn or it could be Poison Ivy. But you're definitely going to get your Black Canary fix from this book. 
And this is, again, happening in uh, Gotham City. These are Gotham City mercenaries. And I know, John, you've been complaining that you haven't been able to pick two books in a row, but that's because not only did you get to pick the first book, you started us off, but you also start us off on the end. There's only four books left, and you get to pick one of those four. All right, you get Thank the first God. book. Of the, of the <laughs> uh, and 52 is a lot of books. Yes, it is it's a lot it? of books. It's going to be a lot of editing. In the mix. Uh, and I have to say, it'd be like two to fight with, and that's it. I, I wasn't planning on doing so many books, so I've been kind of watching Paul's screen over here where he has them all listed. And one of the books that I saw, I know, I know what okay. I'm picking now. Uh, I saw Superboy, which I was not interested in at all. And I am not going to pick, so stop writing that. Chris. What? Fuck! Oh. Uh, it's because when I was thumbing through to find it on my phone to read about it so I could mention it, I said, holy fuck, nobody picked Grifter? Nobody picked Grifter. Who is my absolute favorite character from Wildcats? Mm-hmm. And Grifter. Yep. Well, I'm like, shit, yeah. I mean, I first toy I bought when they put out the Wildcat toys. I was super pissed when I lost one of his guns. But um, you have him coming in, and um, he's hunting down a um, serial killer who's hunting down... Um, um, he's uh, hunting down... He can only see monsters that are inhabiting human bodies, yet nobody else can see that. So he's hunting down people that are possessed. Possessed, but the, in the first story arc, it's a, like a serial killer who's yeah. hunting down, um, not the mute. what do they call them, not mutants. And, but metahumans. Metahumans in um, the DCU. And um, yeah, definitely interesting. Like, like the cover is him falling out of a window shooting upwards, out of a skyscraper. At, always a cool shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's always been a cool character, just insane, like... All right, okay, I have two guns, seven bullets, there's 20 guys. How do I make this work? And he can figure out how to kill them all. Um, awesome character. Because he only has 14 bullets if he can't do the math if you were drinking Tilt along with us. Uh, no, I, I've been drinking Tilt and I could figure that out. Okay. Um, but yeah, he definitely a cool character. Who's up next, Paul? Uh, it's back to you, Chris. It's back to me? Well, I also am going to pick a Wildcats character. I get stuck. With You're one. getting stuck, Paul. Because I'm going with Voodoo, and this is solely based on the writer alone, Ron Mars. Yeah. I have always enjoyed his writing, whether it was in the pages of my favorite Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner. Also, his stuff in the Cross-Gen universe when he was doing uh, Mystic. And then, like, I've always wanted to even pick up his Witchblade stuff, because he's kind of become the go-to writer when there's a Witchblade book coming mm-hmm. out. I could care less about the Wildstorm universe, but... If you throw Ron Mars's name into it, I'm totally there. Um, art by Sammy Biscari. I feel bad, you know, not being familiar with an artist. But is he going to be able to draw a stripper well? Well, you have to be. Because Voodoo is a stripper I, superhero. I feel like anything in the Wildstorm universe, you should be able to do that. Especially if you're working with Ron Mars, who always seems to get that kind of character. But yeah, Voodoo is definitely going to be my pick. There you go. Aaron. Aaron! It's between... Hey, Superboy hasn't been picked yet. That is true. It's true. I'm going to pick Superboy because my, my uh, iPod ran out of battery and I don't want to look it up. <laughs> it's written by Scott Lodell. Scott again. Lodell. This is, I think, yeah. his st- yeah, second you know. or third book? Superboy. You know? Yeah, this is like the third book, I think, by Scott Lodell because he's also doing Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. He's and, actually um, an interesting character sometimes. 
And uh, now that's it could be interesting in a reboot. They could fuck them up. Who knows? Yep. Well, I don't have much to say about them, but yeah. I'm hoping uh, you get like some consistent storytelling because Scott Liddell is doing both Superboy and Teen Titans. Yeah. But I'm just worried. Why make it out of Project Nowhere? Why not Cabinets? Yeah. I don't, you know, that I didn't understand weird. either, honestly. It's really weird, I think. Just make it Cabinets. Why throw that out with the... <laughs> That's it's definitely a baby in bathwater kind of situation. Um, so my last pick is definitely not out of because it's the only book left. It's because I totally need another Legion of Superheroes book. <laughs> because I just picked, you know, Legion Lost. Uh, Paul Levitz, Francis Portella, drawn. Um, pick number 50 for me, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, I'm left with this book, and I will gladly read it. No, honestly, I was happy to see that Paul Levitz was writing this yeah. book because he's known for writing, writing the Legion. Legion. And after being almost like forced into stepping down mm-hmm. from like publisher at DC, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll be able to take more of like a creative mm-hmm. handheld on things." Um, to see him still active writing a Legion book. I'm happy to see that. I probably wouldn't buy this book, but I'm glad to see it. If you want to know our picks, check them out at baggingboard.com. Um, they're all going to be up. This is something, Paul, I'm going to take the weight off your shoulders. Okay. I'm going to be tracking when these books actually do come out in September. As soon as they release these numbers, I'm going to put the tallies in, and we will find out who has had the pick of picks drafted the best team when it comes to the DCU September showdown. Let us know what your top picks were. Contact at baggingboardcast.com. I feel like I'm trying to rush us through this, but we've been going on forever. Yeah, we have. Um, yeah. But Aaron, it, thank- hasn't, it hasn't been my fault this time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really I, I just, we're, we're Skyping in with Aaron. I love seeing all the beer bottles in front of you. Yeah, look at that. I mean, just like, bam, that's a segment. <laughs> but Aaron, Plus thank two. Thank you so much again for uh, showing up. Redphonezone.com. You guys are awesome. We love having you on the show. Yeah. Well, until next week, uh, drink a draft. Drink a draft. Uh, Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review us over at iTunes. Um, Also, if you're not listening to Red Phone Zone, why the hell are you wasting your time with us? Uh, Yeah. They're so much better. (laughs) 